<laughs> Season three. The uh, boys. We we got a lot to talk about. So with that said, before we get before we get going with all the craziness, because there's enough to talk about. N-E-R-D, S-O-U-L, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those places, hit that thumbs up. If you like what you're seeing, please, because that thumbs down don't even show up no more. Right? I don't even know where it's going. All right? Make sure to subscribe. <laughs> all right? I'm your host. We're going to chill, kick it, get into the boys. Never been here before. Thank you for rolling through. Anyone early in the chat, like SA Animator up in this joint. And if you're on the replay, shouts out to you, too. We're going to barbershop it up with someone right over here. All right? This, this, this young gentleman right here. If you can see the background, you already know, right? You already know. There's some sorcery going down. I give you Solar Gray, the cinematic sorcerer. Hey, everybody. How you guys doing out there? This is Solar Gray, the cinematic sorcerer, and I'm coming at you from the Wizard's Tower. And yeah, I got the call saying, hey, can we talk about the boys on, uh, on Monday? And I said, you know what? We can do that. We, we can talk about them boys. <laughs> We can talk about it. This this, this merits discussion. True. <laughs> <sighs> and in the bottom square, this I'm so happy to have. Well, I'm happy slash not happy to have this guy because he knows a whole bunch of information I don't know, and I don't want to like accidentally get spoiled. But this guy, he he knows things. All right, he knows things about the boys. All right, he even knows things about uh, uh, Invisible too, which I'll be like, all right, don't tell me too much, but. I give to you, all right, the the wisdom and knowledge filled one. Nate Miller, what's up? Yo, what's going on? I'm very <laughs> excited to talk about this show. <laughs> good to see you again, Nate. I've been missing yeah, you, Yeah, dude. It's been a while. It's good to see you too, Soli. Oh, man. So, okay, Um, to start this off, I think to start this off, I'll just say um, this show is back. And this show is crazy. <laughs> I, think, I think this, yeah, this show is back, and this show is crazy, in, in a good way. But this also, show those is statements crazy. are true, objectively. Yeah. Uh, the show okay. is back. The show is crazy. That I'll, is I'll start off. I'll start off by my favorite character, due to my history with the actor. Will, will the stream care? Will. Will everyone return from whence they came? You know, <laughs> you know, will will that happen? Are are we are, are okay? I, I yeah. think I think uh I think we're okay. I think I think we might be able to get back. Uh so <laughs> all right, looks like so, we're back. Uh, looks looks all right, cool. Looks like we're back. Looks like we're back. Uh um Everyone who had to endure the time out uh, from the stream, I want to I want to apologize to you and, and tell you what happened on uh, what happened behind the scenes. Um, the way this happened is uh, Vaught Soul reached out to me a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> and they wanted to know um, if I would be so inclined to join their streaming service. Um, I told them no, uh, that all they did was serve up anti-black uh, content with black faces on it, and that I would not be a part of it. And I don't care how many superheroes you got or how much money you got, 
not selling out my soul uh, to the man that's behind the man. Um, and ever since, they have been attacking my internet service uh, and my computer uh, as well. And I just can't let that. I can't let them win. Don't you let them win. All right? So I'm, that's all I'm saying. Don't you let them win, though. You know what I'm saying? Just please, please, don't watch Bart Soul. Wow. I got I got to say I appreciate I appreciate your integrity cuz they came up to me with that offer for just a second. Understood. And I'm like Understood. and I'm like, you know what? I don't really support your corporation. Then I found myself in the desert and mm. and he was standing over me and he's like, "I will kill you. I will kill your infant daughter." And then he cut a dude's throat with um with, with a box cutter and told me to get back to work while the chick from Martin like licked the part that he had down his hair. And then he did some some um, fraternity thing um, screaming gamma the whole time. And I'm just like, all right, all right, fine. Just just stop it with the stepping, you know, so. So unfortunately, I, I had to go away. I, I had to go home. <laughs> So took the deal. So, the money was really like, good. The <laughs> <laughs> like the money's good. <laughs> I gotta eat. It isn't. It isn't real. I can only spend it at Vought Corporation owned places. <laughs> so I um back to Big Brother Almighty. Uh I love that we're getting more information about him. I love that we're expanding his story. A lot of history. I was like, I was like, oh snap! Oh, 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 excuse me. So we got a lot there. Uh, I'm loving that we're we're still getting this push pull between big corporate and big government. I enjoy that, and I enjoy all the crazy. Uh, I'll throw it out to uh, Nate. First impressions. What are you liking from these first three episodes? How 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 is it hitting you? Um. I mean, I would even I would even argue with you and say that you know, big surprise. I would say that uh, this, especially with these three episodes, I think the point is big government and big corporate are the same thing. Like that's that's like okay, yeah, I see there is going. no separation mm-hmm. there. There and I, man, this show. First of all, that first episode, see, yeah. like they they just continually keep pushing just to see just how far they can go and man are they pushing and you know what kudos to the effects team because all the stuff <laughs> looks fantastic but a lot I, there, I had to look away quite a few times in these in these three episodes uh but yeah out, outside of that totally um thematically this is it's been great like especially you know as comic book fans like i don't know about you guys some of my favorite books are books that where like the stories are obvious riffs on popular characters that we know so like Mm -hmm. kind of seeing what they would be like in another world or if they were different things like that so getting introduced to the payback team and having them on i think has been really cool uh the cast the main cast i think has really been very very solid I, i do feel like in some of the first two seasons I don't want to say their performances were not good, but maybe a little shakier. Whereas I feel like now, okay. especially the core of like butchers group, he's got them all. Everybody knows who they are. Um, yeah. And so I think, yeah, it's just been, it's been really fun to watch. I can't wait to see where the rest of the season goes. All right. Uh, <laughs> Cinematic sorcerer. Well, how you feel? All right. So with the first episode back, it was very now i didn't do what i normally do 
All right, which is I go back and I watch the previous season like a week before the new one comes mm, out. Okay. I just jumped right into this. And I'm kind of going, oh, yeah. I forgot what I was watching for a half a minute. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I forgot right. about how crazy this show is. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. It, it's it's a Garth Ennis property. So um, there is no forgetting how crazy this show gets. Because it's like, hey, if you think this show is crazy, uh, we're going to take Ant-Man and we're going to put him in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. All right. He's like, gotcha. <laughs> shake, 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 shake. I'm like, wow. Uh, 30-something-year-old Al Pacino would have loved that. Um, uh, and I think Robin Williams for most of his career would have loved that. But um, I liked seeing the progression, like checking in on pay, on the payback team, um, looking at where the seven was, and catching up on the outcasts. Okay, the, the two outcasts being um, the deep... And of course, A Train. You know, I'm like, all right, well, let, let's see how those two things go. Um, this season is really showing how terrifying Homelander is. Like, the last couple of seasons have been like, this guy could be really bad. This guy could be, you know, uh, we kind of need the chick from Karate Kid. Maybe we can get the one from Karate Kid too? Huh? Somebody, somebody from the Karate Kids come in and calm this dude down? Um, and this season, it was just like, all right, this dude is absolutely terrifying. Um, yeah. the actor who plays him is fantastic. Just, just fantastic. I agree. Um, you know, I, I've Another never level. seen, and I said this on my show last week, I've never seen an actor pull such a convincing dead eye smile like he's smiling for the camera doing the whole press tour and the rehearsed script and there is just no life yeah there's nothing dude's there's eyes. no excitement there's nothing there yeah and it's like wow that is what a mask looks like oh my god this actor is amazing yeah because um, i know him from banshee okay and i was like oh cool you know i'll see him in this show and first two seasons it's like he's pulling off this whole like he could kill you in the very next second very well and now that he's like spinning <laughs> it's a whole, not only is he spinning but now he's kind of found his his i guess his core audience which we'll get into later but he but now unfortunately there's no stopping well, I won't say that because I have a question that I sort of want to answer, but don't want to answer because I know Nate knows everything. But but we'll talk about that later. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, I I just do want to say real quick that like yes, I've read the book. It's been a while, but they so especially with the stuff that's happened this season, it's all it is. Yes, it is all influenced by the book, but they mm-hmm. they're making their own path you know with different casting choices changing some characters a little bit like and it it all still very much fits within the themes and stuff but it's not like a it's not like a one-to-one thing um with like the book so i don't know exactly what's gonna happen there are are certain things that could happen 
um, you know, that are some things are inferred. But I also am very confident that, especially with what I've seen so far, that the showrunners know about the things that people have read in the books and might intentionally try to subvert them or like mislead people. Mm. Um, so I'm just enjoying it as it is. It's yeah. Well, yeah, this is thing, definitely oh, not a line by line adaptation. No. And okay. I'm glad. I'm, I'm yes. really glad that it's not a line by line adaptation for two reasons. One, didn't like the source material. Um, again, I have massive <laughs> problems with the writer. I'm just now getting over it, having heard an interview of what he really thinks of the comic industry because i've been under the impression for about 20 years that the dude hates superheroes and when you uh, i i i put it like this if you write stuff that says i hate this stuff if you hate your job then get another job like i i get um no, I saw the, the interview. Yeah, I okay. saw the interview where he said he didn't like the ubiquity of superheroes in comics and that he wants more genres of comics like there used to be, like romance comics and horror comics and Western comics and romance comics. And I'm like, cool. All right. You have a terrible way of depicting it in your work because in your work, all I'm seeing is these comics that mean so much to the people putting food on my table are stupid and they're stupid and I hate it all. And I'm like, then quit your job, write novels and call it a day. Um, so, but now that I know he doesn't feel that way, I can see a lot of the stuff as the protests that he wants to write and the, um, the satire that he's pointing out. It's just, when it comes down to satire and protest, I have a statement that I that I tell people, especially our people, when I'm talking to some of our elders, when I say tough love without love is just punishment. <laughs> That's all. And um, a lot of his work for a long time seemed punishing of comics and superhero comics, especially. So, you know, but now that I know he wants more genres of comics, I can see that coming out in his work, even his work involving superheroes. So I'm like, okay, all right, I'll, I'll take a good look on this. And, um, but the second reason that I, I like that this isn't a page for page adaptation, um, I could go, go on about the regular stuff, like it's a different medium and all that other stuff. But mainly, The Boys was written 20 years ago in a different world. And this show, The Boys, the show, is written in modern times. Like the people that were too young to read the comic books are now the demographic for the show. <laughs> so it's a whole different sensibility. And I think the showrunners are smart in recognizing that. You know, it, it's it's not just for edgelores, it, it's for Zoomers and um, the younger millennials out there where the boys were about like, the bitterness of generation x and older millennials you, you, you see what i mean mm -hmm. you know so it's a different sensibility a different culture that the show is being written into and i'm glad that the show is keeping that in mind you know and they're staying doing a lot relevant of, they're doing a great job of touching a lot of stuff and we'll you know yes. go over because you know i guess uh i guess you could say now we could get into the real real review you know now we can you know we warmed up warmed up we could get into the real review uh I, 
it's hard to wonder where to start, but I'll I'll start on something that I guess we can sort of cover slightly quickly because it's it's a smaller part, but I think we'll have larger implications later on. Um, dealing with the when I say uh, sort of a guardian or maybe fatherhood pressure, um, you know, maybe, maybe that's not the right way to put it, but starting off with milk. Um, yeah. Dealing with milk and then seeing how milk and, um, okay. I'm blanking. Butcher. Butcher are kind of sort of on a similar path of like, okay, we got kids that are looking up to us. One is a biological child. One is mm-hmm. like not a biological child, but you were with the woman that I was married to and sort of like you would have been my kid kind of, you know, thing. But they're both like dads and could be dads. But due to everything that swirled and surrounded mm-hmm. their upbringing and brought them to the place that they're at, kind of doesn't allow them to really effectively even be there and uh for sort of for different reasons but you kind of get like okay like when milk breaks down you're like yeah i get it and he's not really oh and then also realizing that soldier boy might be alive you know that like all of this stuff kind of like swells and comes to a point then you have butcher where it's more of um maybe more of a maybe more of a, a protection kind of thing or maybe, you know, protecting his own heart or own feelings. And he doesn't want to get too attached. Maybe, or maybe I'm reading too too far into it. Like, you, what you thinking, Nate? Because that's kind of how I see it. It's like, I don't want to get too attached. I like this kid. This kid likes me. But this kid is also in danger. And also, sort of this kid kind of represents a piece of hatred that's taken over a large portion of my life kind of thing. Um, I mean, I think it's a fair comparison to make. Um, I think ultimately it'll it'll be used to kind of show how different the characters are. I mean, obviously we know there's a big difference to them already, but yeah, they're kind of facing the same issue. The thing is, Butcher is like the ultimate uh, utilitarian. So like hmm. he wanting to do what is going to be best is going to hurt people and he's okay with that that's kind of like what he does so we we see him kind of like trying to do something different uh and then you know as people do when you try to do something different sometimes you stumble and you fall back into the old ways that you are so the question is is he going to just be like yeah actually you know what screw it i'm not dealing with this kid or is he gonna go no i shouldn't have done that like i need to reconcile like there's that kind of uh play i think is going to be his like character arc for the season um but i don't know i i think it's especially interesting given that huey too is kind of now in his like butcher phase like disillusioned and i think that is going to make it harder for butcher to decide if he wants to just go full force or if he's going to try and do a more kind of a nuanced approach with his relationship so um i think it's a very interesting setup for the character too especially I, I like that conflict that we have of him now having, I forget the CIA lady's name, but that conflict uh, that Grace, he has with her. Grace Mallory? Yeah, Mallory. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, that conflict that he has with her, 
as she's taking care of the kid who is actually Homelander's son, but with his wife and like, like him being in that triangle of all this stuff going on, like I think is very a a good testament to how the showrunners have kind of set up the plot lines to kind of go together. Cause like with butcher, he's like, he's kind of one note. Right. So like you have to put him in interesting situations where the situations at least have a little bit of I think this is Oh so hold on you're breaking up like you you went out. Uh I think your mic cable needs to be pushed back in. Not quite yet. No. There we go. Right. Uh, hold up. Okay, that's like the opposite. <laughs> See, man. See what happens when, when you, Edgar? He gonna get you, boy. Okay. All right. Those, Maybe those we damn should let V-Bucks. Edgar make us chicken. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good man. until he pulls out that black lightsaber. That's all I'm saying. Oh, Look, I, I, okay, I'll say two things. Since you know, oh well, no, I know, uh, Solar. I uh, I wanted to jump to you for any fatherhood type stuff, anything that you would, because I didn't want to uh, skip you on that. And I got okay. a couple things that I'm just gonna throw off, like rattle off real quick. Yeah. So, the theme of fatherhood goes pretty deep in this season. All right. Um, we've got the theme of Butcher not wanting to be like his father. Mm-hmm. and him actually seeing that he would be a little different. Mm-hmm. We get that in their conversations over Zoom and with the Connect Four game and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But then we get the show of Mother's Milk, where he's trying to be better than his dad. There's a whole lot of that going on. Um, but when their personal issues get in the way, we've got two different means of addressing it. We've got Butcher going get away from me you stupid kid you're not even mine and i hate you you know or go away you stupid dog you know that old trope (laughs) and then you got milk going i'm doing everything i can to be there seriously and his ex-wife seriously going well we ain't getting back together but do what you got to do to work this out and i'm like homie did try to be slick (laughs) he was like Mm -hmm. you know i figured we could talk about some co-parenting stuff you know, <laughs> at so and so, she was like, "That's where you yeah. want to go." It's like, well, you know, it's a great restaurant where yeah, we had yeah. our first date. Yeah, and and it's like, uh, no, you ain't slick. You ain't slick. Um, you know your boy Cardi but, though, and and he was um, a little too hype with Homelander. But that's a whole other. We'll get there later. We'll get there later. Yeah, and then um, and then at the end of that, at the end of that, we've also got Homelander, who's going. I want to be a father. Give me my child. And Butcher going, uh, no, <laughs> you are the last kid. You are the last person that that kid needs yeah. to be around. You know, so we got a lot. Um, I, I think it's really smart that they um, broke up some of the difficulties of fatherhood and the psychology that goes with the difficulty of fatherhood between three characters and three scenarios. You know, this kind of touches on um, pretty much most fears that fathers have, i.e., am I being good enough and setting a good example in milk? Am I um, as bad as my father 
and can I avoid it and butcher? And no, I would be great at it because I think I'm good at everything or the Dunning-Kruger effect in Homelander. You know, the you only know? successful father is really Edgar. He's, mm -hmm. I mean, he's living it up. He's getting his granddad yeah. on, reading books. You know what I'm saying? He, he's yeah. playing the company side and the, and the you know, the, the politics side. <laughs> like, it, he got it on lock. Yeah, and I'm 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 actually Weirdly. glad you brought that up because as soon as they brought up Edgar as a father, it's like, ooh, the most evil character in the whole show is actually the best dad <laughs> and the best. I mean, reading books, hugging, even uh, Nadia, aka Victoria, leaning her head on his shoulder and everything. Yeah, uh, it it works perfectly. You know, it, it, it works wonderfully for him. And, you know, in that, that's when you see Huey, understandably so, be like, yo, the game's rigged. No, but like, we we gotta, you know, we, we gotta, we gotta do it this way. We gotta play dirty. We gotta, you know, we gotta do these things because it, we can't win any other way, you know, because they do kind of got it sewn up. Well, uh, it's see there I mean, when, when you got someone kind of who's stuff. definitely on a presidential run type track, or at least kind of like speaker of the house type track, then you have the the head corporation top Jeff Bezos guy. You know what I'm saying? It's it's they got it. They got it locked. You know what well, I'm saying? They, they see, got it locked. That's where I'm kind Huey of being like because. I have to ask the question, at the end of the day, do they know what winning is at this point? You know, with that first conversation that Huey has with Butcher in the bathroom, where it's like, we're taking the bad ones off the street, we're doing all this, we're actually winning. You know, we're, we're actually winning. We don't need to go out and kill every single super person in case they might be bad. And then he finds out that the person in charge that's actually getting the job done is a super. And now he's like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, so I, I think this show is doing a really good job of looking at what prejudice really looks like as well. You know, on a whole bunch of levels. Wait, you mean he you mean are you trying to tell me that because of that he was prejudiced against super people? No, um, yeah, actually, that's exactly so, what I'm saying. Wait, so How you think you, that well, you think that. He, there's a super person on the boys team. It's not a that it's not that she's a super person ahead of hunting supers. It's that she's she's Vought. She she's lied not the government. She, she, she is murdered mad people. She's literally like the enforcer of Vought. Like, and he's thinking this whole time that they're doing stuff for the government when in reality they're just doing she's what cleaning Vought up Vought problems. Yeah, they're cleaning um, up. They're essentially cleaning up all of Vought's message. I don't think it has anything to do with no. the fact that she I'm has not, powers. It's I'm that she not, lied. No, I'm not denying any of that stuff. But my question is this: If Huey had found out that the senator or the head of superhero relations, or Victoria, mm -hmm. was working for Vought, okay, if he had found that out, and she not had superpowers would butcher have been the person that he went to 
I mean, that's the whole thing. When I'm saying yes. prejudice against superheroes, I, I still think yes. so I'm not because saying I, cross-burning white hood wearing things. No, I get you. But it's, I don't think it's instead about of communicating or anything like that. It's go straight back to the violence because because what he's because at, remember at the end of last season he went there mm-hmm. because he's like okay I want to do this the right way not Without the butcher right yeah now he gets there starts doing that then he finds out that the people that he's been doing this for are the same people he's been trying to work against. So he realizes doing it the right way is not, is not, that's how, not how things get done. It's not about her at all or him. I mean, he's dating a super. I don't think he thinks supers are inherently bad. I think he understands so how are you implying that because is a and person how dates someone that is that has prejudices against them the person dating them can't have those prejudices are you I'm not actually saying, pulling i've had a not, black ex-girlfriend no i'm not, not saying really that, that but way. i am pointing that out in the information that we have given on the tv show with the television characters that we are talking about okay yes uh, i mean again i the lens that i'm seeing this through okay the lens that i'm seeing this through is um I'll give him a pass on not talking to Victoria about it specifically because her power is make your head explode. But so, also she works for Vought. Yeah, so she's, so yeah, how's she it works for Vought. So the question is, like, you've, you, um, we've all used a whole lot of pronouns with this. And this is where I come from the, are they sure about what winning is? Because we've used a lot of pronouns. Okay, we want to do it the right way. Do what the right way? What is Huey's motive? And Huey's uh, motive, so as far as we've seen it, is to put some sort of re- regulations down to make sure that these supers just can't run around willy-nilly, killing people with no consequences and all that. And the agency is doing it, not to its top efficiency, but it's a lot better than it was before the agency was there. And now he sees that this agency that's doing exactly what he said he wanted done is working for the corporation. He goes right back to the boys whose methods are homicide. Well, I I gotta say that, that, that seems a whole lot of jumping into prejudicial. Now I'm not saying that, like I said, I'm not saying he's burning cross and pointy hat type prejudice, but I am saying when it comes to, oh my God, I was wrong about what I thought. And his next step is back to violence. Well, well hold on, hold on, hold, hold on, real quick. I see what you're saying. Yes, they because mm-hmm. uh, they were like 67% down or something, whatever. But that's, that's, that's basically a smokescreen for Vaught to have control over both sides of the argument. So mm-hmm. she remember she killed a whole bunch of senators or mayors oh, yeah. or whatever. And it was, yeah. So yeah, this isn't a situation the wrong way. When so you this isn't a explaining... situation where she's like, "Hey, I'm just you know I just wanted you to stream it. Let's see if we'll come back." And I right, cool. So the stream is looking cool, and it's seeming like stream is still existing. It happened. Oh 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 oh. Are we back? Hold hold up hold up now. I think I think we're back. Are we are we in fact back? Are we are we are we really back? Are we fake back? 
I don't know no more. Y'all in the in the comments, just put like a one up if we're back. Oh, okay, I think we're back. I think we're back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're back. So all right, cool. We're back. So um, <laughs> to because I know you were about to make a statement on on um, was it uh on Nadia aka Victoria and kind of like Huey and his response. So. You go ahead, even though I know Solar stepped away for a second, but go uh, ahead. <laughs> um, well, I I was just going to say, like, when he explained how he saw it, I understand why he feels mm-hmm. that way. Um, I saw it more of a, like, a, you know, guy joins the police force because he wants to make a difference and then finds out mm-hmm. that all of the, all of his bosses are corrupt and so you can't really do anything anyways. I took it more like that. Um, okay. And I do want to clarify that I don't think Butcher's straight up homicide way is the way to do it. Like there's a way <laughs> outside of the box that they could get stuff done without like dismembering people. Yeah. Um, but also this universe is kind of, even though it's like ours, it is different from ours. Uh, you know, Vought basically took over the United States and has a massive influence on the whole world. So like, yeah, there's a little more violence in this universe than there is in ours. Um, but yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking that the way this is going to resolve is that, you know, a butcher brings Huey a little bit more into like doing whatever is necessary. And then Huey's pulling butcher a little back from like doing more than what is necessary, you know, and they can find a, a clear path that happy medium somewhere. feels good but also gets stuff done just a, just a little bit of stuff done yeah um, just a little bit yeah because i remember you know we we found out you know victoria was blowing up people in the end of last season and i was wondering how that would play out or what they would you know how long they would you know kind of stretch it out and they were like no Episode one, like we're gonna let you know, like we're not gonna, we're not gonna, you know, drag this out at all. We're not gonna waste your time. We're gonna get right into it. <laughs> and not only is that, that's Huey's gonna see it and be like, "What should I do?" But it it was interesting because dude came up to her office and was like, "I want to speak to Nadia," and they were like, "Who is that?" And he was like, "No, no, no." He was like, oh, no, that's Victoria. Now, I know it's hard because Huey, he kind of like, he really respects her. He lets her eat his sandwiches for some real reason. Like, we'll go and see if we can just keep rolling. Um, Because <laughs> it came back and now the stream is back. So now we're back. Two. So, hey. We're, uh. <laughs> I, He's over, he's overjoyed about where they're at. So I get that. But that guy, I mean, when he threw it off, like, oh, he's probably off his meds. Well, that guy did not look like he was crazy when he was in the in the waiting room. Like, you know, like you've seen people that look like, hey, no, I'm being serious. I'm being level-headed. Like, that's a person named Nadia. Especially when he said, tell her, tell her it's Tony. Like, but maybe Huey, I don't know. Maybe Huey was just, was really, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like maybe, well, maybe if I was in Huey's place, 
I would do something similar where I wouldn't believe him because I'd be like, nah, man, like, like, why would this person be uh, pretending to be so? She's a senator. She's like all out in front taking pictures and stuff. Like she, so maybe, maybe I wouldn't trust him. I, I, I don't know. I, that is a tough one. I don't, I don't know if I would. Maybe, maybe I wouldn't trust him. I don't, but he did say, tell her Tony. Tell her, so that that's like a little extra bit. I don't know. Would you trust him? Would you like? Or would you be like this guy? Just get get I him mean, out. Of I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> I probably I, I don't know if I would trust him. I may pay a little bit more attention. I don't know, just to see what's going on. I think it made sense that he like thought it was weird and followed her. Mm. All right, cool. Clever little vixen comes in and says, I don't see what the big deal was. The work was still aligned to their cause. And yes, her being super does make it hypocritical, but so does taking V24. So I see where you're going, but for sake of argument, there's a difference in gaining power through the fear and hysteria around super murders that you, in fact, committed and then using your agency to clean up your daddy's agency's problem without really affecting the main assets, i.e. Homelander, or yeah. something like that. I think the thing that, we have to remember is like in this world, super people are not just like people that are born with superpowers. All of the people with superpowers got it from Vought, from being Vought yeah. experiments, from their chemicals, right? So this is not mm -hmm. like just random people. No, all of these super people in some way have a connection to Vought. And so yeah. that that is like... In, I think in the beginning, especially for Huey, without being like, yeah, just, you know, screw the supers. We're just going to kill them all. And I think as they understood more, you know, as that revelation comes out, that Vought is basically behind everything. I think the mission has changed to be kind of taking down Vought taking slash down Vought. killing Homelander yeah. because you can't, they're kind of, you know, you can't do one without the other. Although with this season now, it seems like he's kind of, also kind of turning away from Vought, which would be which will be interesting. Um, but yeah, that's the, the thing that's important. Like this isn't like mutants in like, you know, Marvel universe where some people mm, are just born with okay. it and some of them are good or some of them are bad. All of these, these people were made. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And some of them are are good and some of them are bad, but all of them were chosen and groomed by Vought for specific reasons. And I with that said, I want to jump on the topic of Homelander for a second. I, I see it. He feeling himself. All right. So he out there, he in them streets, he feeling himself. He like, go on and put out the tape. I don't care. I'll, I'll kill these people. Then I'll take out New York. Then I'll do this. Okay. Usually in stories, when someone starts getting too big for their britches, especially since we know that Homelander is sort of like the Superman of this universe. Let's not guarantee ourselves that you're invincible. Let's 
like because like Superman has magic, he has mind control, he has kryptonite. There's, I'm pretty sure there's something out there that maybe Edgar has that you don't know about that you out here thinking like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I, you, what you going to do? You know what I'm saying? Tim, Timberland energy every day. And somebody <laughs> sitting back in the cut like, nah, nah, player. <laughs> I got you. I'm just chilling. Yeah, I mean, to, the to confidence sure that Edgar has to talk to him the way he does face to face or even just in the building, knowing that Homelander can probably hear him. There's got to yeah. be something. He has to have something. Well, maybe he's a more, super more and we don't know that. it. Because, I mean, new people are out here lying about being supers now. Yeah, I mean, he he works at he owns the place that makes the juice, so he, yeah. he could very well be juiced up also. <laughs> or he can have an antidote for the juice. True, he could l- have mm. like a like a, a neutralizer or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we already know that Edgar is essentially <clears throat> Lex Luthor on Turbo, and. Yeah. He's like Nick Man. Fury slash Lex Luthor slash, I don't know. Exactly. Whoever. He's got that mastermind energy going, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so with that being said, you got um, you got a dude like Edgar um, doing the whole, you know, I, I got to say I particularly, particularly <laughs> loved when he offered Starlight the job and Starlight's like, oh no. Um yeah, Starlight's like, no, we 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 can't uh we shouldn't talk to him like that. And he's like, whatever. I hope he can't hear me. What you gonna do? Like what? <laughs> you know? Um I particularly did like that. Um so when it came down to um yeah when it came down to Edgar being, oh, well, so I guess no more camera. Uh, So, yeah. Um, So when Homelander's like, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll be the big evil guy, you know, I will be the BBEG because nobody can stop me. Um, I don't think Edgar suffers from so much hubris that he wouldn't have a backup plan for Homelander, you know? Mm. Like we've seen, he can do a lot. We we've seen there's a lot that he can do, and we haven't really seen his weaknesses, except the psychological ones. You know, and I mean, he did make that statement. He was like, you know, at, I think he was talking about talking about Homelander, basically like saying he thinks power is this. Yes, he was like, <laughs> like bending the world <laughs> to your will, and I'm going, yeah, yeah, that was very Kaiser Soze. You know, you don't. You don't need guns or drugs or gangs. You just need the will to do what the other guy won't. Yeah. That's why I think it's likely that he'll have either like a neutralizer or somebody else that he knows is strong enough to take on Homelander on his side because his power, he's like, he's the ultimate stand in for like capitalism in this show, right? Because he's got his fingers in everything and his power is the influence that he has and the money over over other people, right? So I don't think it would make too much sense for he himself to have powers, but yeah, like you said, he it I would be very shocked with how they've built up the character so far if he really doesn't have a backup plan and thinks that because he can use that influence ultimately over Homelander. Because I think that's also a very interesting dichotomy of this idea of like man trying to control God, basically, right? Because like 
yes, you mm-hmm. have these things that influence him and maybe something to fight him. But outside of that, like he kind of can just do whatever he wants. Um, and that has to be something that he's thinking about all the time. But you do have, because, and this is something that kind of messes you, uh, Nate, on Diabolical. So we don't know where Black Noir is. Like, we don't know where he's at. And we know, at least from the show, the, the animated series, that he was kind of like there to kind of like watch him and make sure he ain't go too crazy. Yeah. So maybe, especially with the flashback to Nicaragua, maybe that's his like, like yo, you think he on a seven? No, he's really there to take you out whenever I say so. Like, mm-hmm. maybe that's it. And maybe Black Noir is like mad sweeter then, like, we think, like, we know he's, like, got his snake eyes on, but, like, maybe he's mad. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, nicer. we haven't seen that much of him, but we have seen him tank some crazy hits and be totally Yeah, fun. especially the bombs in uh, whoever's mama's house, wherever they was at. Uh, <laughs> was it Butcher's mom's house that he came in and they set off all the bombs and mm-hmm. he was still, like, standing? So, like, you know, maybe, maybe that's what he's there for. You know, yeah, and, and at least you know, I, I just I think he's setting I think he's setting himself up for some embarrassment in the future. Yeah, I mean, we whenever someone's that. like, no one can stop me. I'm the best in the world. I'll kill everybody. You can't. And then somebody's in the back, like. Also, too, we have someone like Homelander is very rash, very impulsive. Doesn't mm-hmm. really think things through that much, and like he can be malicious, but it's all very much emotionally driven whereas we see with uh edgar especially with this you know last episode finding out about naughty and stuff like not only is he a planner that has people in place everywhere but he plans far far ahead right like planting that seed then is now is just now coming to fruition but it's very very useful you know he is very much commander long game he really is exactly (laughs) so i mean yeah i especially with what we saw last episode he's got a special bond with noir it seems like um so <laughs> i think that's not a, a bad hypothesis that could be true uh, but i'm just, i i don't know i almost i'm i i almost want like the video to get leaked just to like push homelander to see what's going to happen but i also feel like even if they do have something to stop him like he could still do a lot of damage before that happens yeah. and that's the thing like yeah stan could have his neutralizer or have you know, Black Noir, whoever to fight him, but like if he's on the other side of the planet and just starts to just start lasering stuff, like you still you gotta get there, right? Like it's not like yeah, I mean, unless there is like a implant in his body, which reminds me. So it, do you think if the tiny guy went inside Homelander and then got big, do you think that would kill him? Or would he just like stretch out? Like, what do we think would happen there? You know, another YouTube channel did a whole video about this concerning they really? Batman, Thanos, and oh um, yes, yeah, I've seen know. that one. And um, I, I seriously think the same thing would happen um, with Homelander and all that super strength and vulnerability thing. They but, did keep him though. Remember, mm-hmm. he was supposed to go down, and he so maybe. Well, maybe th- this maybe is... Edgar's like. You know, you can get small enough to deliver a poison or... Yeah, or, and you know. that's, that's seriously what I think is coming down. And one of my favorite Justice League comics called um, The Rock of Ages, 
they showed how the atom could kill could kill Darkseid. And it essentially went to him going in Darkseid's body and making his way to his brain. And we know Homelander has like all this invulnerability and stuff, but we don't know what his internal organs are like. Is it just a skin thing? So yeah, I mean, the whole um, the whole final crisis, I think it not final crisis, but identity crisis really came about from somebody actually walking on a person's brain, you know? So um, since they didn't get rid of the termite, you know, I could totally see him going into Homelander and just doing a tap dance on, um, <clears throat> on the medulla and Homelander's body just ceasing, <laughs> you know? Um, well, I mean, he could just go inside him and make him feel good. <laughs> you know, I mean that that's kind of the thing I see. Um but again, I trust that Edgar has a plan and as far as Homelander being around the world, Vought is a multinational corporation. They're like Fox or Microsoft, you know. Um you can't escape them on the planet. <laughs> you really can't. So given the way that Edgar plans things out, he's probably got um, well, if I were in that position, Homelander would not be my most powerful asset. My most powerful asset would be in Zimbabwe, living a life, <laughs> just living a life. And um, if Homelander got a little too much uppity, then I would call Shaquan <laughs> and Shaquan would come in. You like, you'd pick up the phone. Activate Agent Zero. And like, hang up. <laughs> as much like somebody, as I somebody's eyes this, just glaze, glaze over and they fly off. It's like, yeah, exactly. As much as I hate to say this, it is an execute Order 66 moment. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but this is a god we're talking about. I, hmm? I'm, I'm, the more that I'm thinking about it, if he doesn't literally already have something in Homelander's body, it's not it's not this is a bad situation because even if there is someone powerful enough to fight homelander the damage from that fight would yeah <laughs> kill a whole bunch of people <laughs> or they could do it they could do it the dragon ball way where they just go out to like the, a field and like some, oh yeah some mountains yeah because homelander's <laughs> totally gonna be like yeah let's get away from all these uh innocent See? bystanders i totally don't want to kill them too see you say this but if, if the X-Men taught us anything about superpowers, there is one character in X-Men who has a superpower that's very, very subtle and can end anyone. And that character is Leech. I mean, him being around just robs people of their superpowers and makes him a normal person. So it wouldn't be a fight. It would right. literally be this guy shows up, powers are neutralized, or sorry, should I say eraser head from My Hero Academia for all the young kids out there? Not you know, eraser just head. Turn off the superpowers, shoot him with a 45, and then go back to making pancakes. I mean, all of these things are possible. You know, and if I were in Vought's position, I would have spent a long time while Homelander was growing up trying to groom someone with that power under my control just the ability to turn them off 
you know, because one thing okay. about most superheroes is they've forgotten what it's like to be regular, you know? I mean, that that's, that's the real big thing. It's like, okay, well, Superman lost his invulnerability. Now he gets a bloody nose and that's going to take a little, that's going to take about five seconds for him to be like, ow. Um, so, you know, and while he's going out, light him up with characters like Gunpowder or Huey or Billy Butcher or anybody in the show that uses guns. I, I think they might be able to find one. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, to jump to jump into a next topic, Gunpowder. Payback. <laughs> you know, Soldier Boy. All of that. That opens up a lot of doors and they they end up talking about a lot in the, we go from you know crack epidemic we go to you know of course soups once again trying to be in in the military uh we deal with of course you know butcher hitting the you know hitting the juice you know for the first time it and and you got uh what queen mave is is Giving them the stuff, like, but mm-hmm. at the same time, Queen, look, she like, look, this mom is crazy. All right, look, <laughs> all right, I know I can't take him, but hey, look, we gotta do something. I so I am happy that we see that because we this brings us deeper into kind of legacy heroes for this universe, which I like a lot. Um, mm-hmm. also. Uh, yo, Eric. Um, I see Bobby's here. You know, we got Dean. Yo, where's Sam at? So I'm saying, <laughs> where's Sam? Bring the fam back together. That's all I'm saying. Where's Sam? <laughs> but <laughs> um, for someone who doesn't know anything about Soldier Boy, correct me if I'm wrong. Soldier Boy is essentially like the first Homelander, right? Am I am I kind of getting yeah, I mean, that he's, vibe? He's Captain America. He's yeah. You know. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's Captain America, but he came out in the fifties. So he's kind of like Marvel's second Captain America or Captain America before Marvel did their timeline thing where everything happened a couple of years ago. So he was Captain <laughs> America versus communists instead of versus Nazis. Ah, uh, okay, okay. You know. And yeah, that that scene it and I mean, I know Hollywood has to throw it on, but it's like, man, none of the heroes were like worth Anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, there wasn't a good one in the bunch. Like, yeah. And I know I know Hollywood's like, we gotta, you know, push this home that superpowers, like they're, you know, mostly all bad people, but dang, man. Like, well, in just, truth, they were just this, all super bad. Like, there's not one person that's like, like um, hey, guys, I would say um, Crimson, what's her name? <laughs> oh, Turned out to be uh, pretty good. She was just incompetent because she didn't have, yeah, uh, Crimson Countess. I would say she was good. You know, um, she was incompetent in the scene that (laughs) she was in, which is what Mallory was saying in the first place. And I don't know if we can trust her narrative because spies lie. That's what they do. Um, But quite honestly, um, you know, she didn't seem like a terrible person, but she also... She also seemed pretty bad considering how quickly she is to use deadly force. And this is one of my problems with Garth Ennis writing superheroes. It's like 
he either writes them when they start off good and then they slowly become evil or he writes them as evil across the board. And when he doesn't do one of those two extremes, he makes them idiots. Like our well, boy, we got Starlight. Adrian. You know, we got hmm? Starlight holding out. Holding I see Starlight going bad. I really do. Really? I see her trying to stay not, good. Got nobody yeah. else. I see her trying to stay good because, um, but I see her failing in, in the same way that Huey did. Like the only person who was like on the moral upwards, like the high moral ground in the show has been mother's milk. And even he's fallen a little bit. It's like, this is a good dude with good intentions and a good heart. And now watch the world break him. And this is, this is how Garth Ennis writes, which is one of my problems with his writing style. You know, um, he takes altruism and says it can't exist. <laughs> you know. Mm. I, okay, okay. Well, you know, the, the, uh, the show, what I, like, what I like here is that not only are we, I guess, seemingly possibly wrapping up the the issue with milk and his father and everything and maybe giving some closure there but also we're getting deeper into the spy side with grace and seeing that edgar had edgar and grace knew so this is another thing you're like oh so edgar know everybody so <laughs> like, oh so edgar know, like that's the, like the nick fury side of like edgar where it's like so this dude like really does know everybody. Like, hey, like he's like he's always around. He's always been there. Like, you can't get away from this dude. Again, back to that theme of corporate overlord. You know, yeah. the, the big thing that this show does that I like very much is it shows that America is a real oligarchy. <laughs> it really the government doesn't run stuff, their donors do. Yeah. <laughs> and but is like, you know, that one scene where he was talking about the V24 and the senator mm -hmm. was like, hold up. So Bobby. you don't know if you can control this. And he's like, uh, so how's your campaign going? <laughs> he's like, oh, it's only 24 hours. It's all good. Do you know what you can do in 24 hours? Like, <laughs> he's like, oh, it's only 24 hours. Maybe I. Right. Yeah. And this then it was like, well, deal. I don't know if the government is going to be doing this. And he's like, speaking of government, how's your last campaign? I, I hear that there's somebody that might be trying to primary you. It'd be a shame if they got a real big donation to their super PAC and you didn't get one of yours. Yeah, cause... But, you know, 24 hours ain't a big thing. After 24 hours, they just go back to normal. How's that? And we, and we don't even know how many people, since we're talking lightly and loosely about politics, we don't know how many senators or, or congressmen and women that are like in his pocket right now. We we have no idea. I'm we, sure it effectively all is all of them. <laughs> like, like we, we have no idea. So this guy is really running the board. And you look you look into stuff like all right, knowing the CIA, the way they ran things there, the way they cleaned things up for uh for Victoria. Um it does make me wonder since I'm guessing, and you guys were talking offline a little bit about Soldier Boy. If he is alive, which I guess signs are pointing to, yeah. Oh, he's alive. Yeah, um, he's, he's definitely he's alive. alive. What does that do? What does that do to Vaught 
And like, because of course, this is not the first story that will come up to be funny from Vaughn. And like, I mean, of course they'd be spinning, but their spins don't always work. But is it a situation where, hey, they're just too big. It doesn't matter. Even if the spin doesn't work, they'll just re-spin. Mm-hmm. You know. And truth, be all right. it would not surprise me if the whole thing was Soldier Boy and Payback looking for the finger quotes weapon that killed Soldier Boy. That wouldn't surprise me if it was all of that machination to keep Homelander in his place. Mm. You know, I mean, seriously, it, it's that 4D chess that real masterminds do, you know. Because, okay, yeah, okay. I mean, I, I, com- I completely see that whole thing, especially given that Vought and Victoria, or Vought and, um, what's her name, uh, Mallory, that Vought and Mallory have mm-hmm. known each other for decades. Yeah, decades now. You know? Uh, let's see, there's, there's so much to get to, but guys, we've been, we, due, to, due to, you know, Vought, Vought Soul, stuff like that, my beef between them, you know, Ashley was tripping and, you know, all that. We have been on long, but uh, I'll throw this to Nate. Are there any final thoughts, any things that we haven't jumped on yet? Because, you know, unfortunately, due to, you know, the, the technical difficulties, we ran long. Um, I just think it's they're, they're really just doing a great job of setting up Homelander. Like they've they've so far have kind of been restrained in showing how much he really can do and i think especially with that last episode and like hmm. him making the deep eat thomas and all that stuff like Yo, that was crazy it, it was like it's funny on one hand but also like it's kind of terrifying like i want to say yeah. too like someone in the chat was saying like ashley is so annoying like yeah ashley's annoying but also like everyone in that room is essentially being held hostage that director guy yeah. the camera guy all those people when they're like yes homelander that was great let's do it again yeah. like if they say no they're gonna get lasers through their head like or, <laughs> or, or you know like so you have to cut, cut them a little bit of slack right you know there's a little bit yeah, of Stockholm syndrome going on in that building um did you guys talk about a train and his brother while I was having technical difficulties over here? No, but I did want to get into that before we like really go for real, for real. Um, that would be the last thing that I want to like really hit home. Yeah. Well, hey, you were saying, yeah. Is there anything we missed? Oh yeah. <laughs> but I went, oh, yeah, I wanted to hit on that, like, but go ahead. Cause you know, I have thoughts, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> go, go ahead. Solar. Uh, tell me how are you feeling about the, the closeness to culture the A train shows. <laughs> so, oh boy. As I have said on this channel quite a few times, but specifically when we were talking about Atlanta, I don't think I would pass the test to get the grant. All right. I can't name four things that go good in Hennessy. My shoe game ain't on point. I wear boots that go almost up to my knees. All right. <laughs> However, <laughs> That being said, I am just a little, just a little bit more down with the culture than A Train. Okay, just, just, just a little bit more. Just down. a little. Just, just a little. Just, just, just. just. Uh, I would if say my camera was working. You would see that my hands are about three feet apart right now. Um, 
because um, I, I really like that poignant scene between A-Train and his brother, mm-hmm. where it was like, you know, now that, that costume is garbage, but, um, but you want to help out with the people, come with me down to the track, talk to the kids, you know, or use your platform to say something about mm-hmm. this thing previously happening. Like this dude lived around the corner and he wasn't stalking lady. He was walking home from the grocery store. So uh, if you're down with the cause and you want to do the A-Train Africa thing, how about just uh, talking about your people from the neighborhood? And A-Train was like, oh, yeah, I'm down. With- oh, well, I don't know about all that. See, mm-hmm. I know him, but I don't know him. It's, see a what perfect, I mean? it's, it's a perfect statement on Black celebrity, especially in this era now. And it, <laughs> like when they, when they started doing this with A-Train, I'm like, man. Have y'all watched a couple of on streams? Because <laughs> I'm talking about black celebrity and black celebrity culture, specifically around activism in this era, many times. When it's like, yeah, you know, for the culture, you know what I'm saying? Get an African suit. I'm going to have, even Ashley was like, it's a game about slavery? Like, <laughs> Ashley was like, oh, yeah exactly exactly (laughs) it's like you're so disconnected and you're so wrong the time it would take to tell you you're wrong and and display it's just like no i'm just gonna move on like the statements (laughs) we've gotten from the likes of like you know what i I won't even you you know you know the celebrities over the last let's just say there's a a big distance between will smith and nipsey hustle you know yeah (laughs) yeah you the time it would take to like deal with something like a statement from either like Lil Wayne or Terry Crews or whatever, it's like, you know what? It would take so long. Look, just forget it. I'll just go ahead and try to organize with the people that I know and do something in my neighborhood or locally because to try to focus on that, it would take too long. But you see the brother because the brother's like, hey, look, man, all the camera stuff, look, I know you. All right, <laughs> we here. Like, like, yo, if you want to, why don't you just say something about this? Oh, well, you know, uh, you know, the yeah. way my bread is buttered. Why don't you come is, down? Uh, yeah, why don't you come down and help me coach kids at the track? You know, it's like, oh, like you're the super speedster from the neighborhood, and you're and you're not going down to the part of the neighborhood where kids run and running but, is your thing. But then you <laughs> want our support behind you. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, <laughs> the hood don't never see you, but then all of a sudden you got some kind of black initiative. You want the hood behind you, right? Hey, A Train runs really fast, but he is not your savior. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, he is not a I role mean, model. I've said it before. This show is a scathing review of capitalism. It is very anti-capitalist, and part yeah. of that is black capitalism. And yep, this. I think is an excellent, he said them, he's what the, like, they could have just, he could have just said the like Michael Jordan thing, but like they literally said it, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, it, everybody loves a train, you know, Oh, come on, man. Really dude. <laughs> yeah. It's always, it's not I mean, that surprising given what we know of the character, but I am glad that they're like addressing it. And it's nice to have, the brother character there who has some semblance of like sense and and like yeah. knows what's going on in the world 
Um, so I don't know. Maybe maybe A Train will actually come around in the end and and have an actual you know personality shift and a priority shift. But yeah, because right now it's definitely it's definitely the vibe of I cool. My career ain't really working like that. Cool. I'm, saying, I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the black lane. Yeah, it's but very haven't much you giving... been selling black death for like the last fifteen yeah. years? Nah, man, it's about black upliftment now. Yep. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's no, giving... no, I know it's about black upliftment. I'm asking you if you yeah, know. It about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what the point is? It's very much giving me Kanye West going back to Chicago vibes. I'm like, oh, yeah. everyone's mad at me. Let me go back home, and I'm now I'm a Jesus guy. And it's like, all right, dude. How about you just be normal? Can you do that? Can you just be normal? That's the thing. That is normal for him. And I think that's what this is really showing. Like, I remember all the way back at season one where A-Train was like, yeah, don't mess with the money. You're messing with the money. It's all about the money. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was. And I don't mind uh, if you a character that's all about the money, but like now the money dried up. Now you down. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But that's, that's that's part of it, right? Is like we live in a culture where we are driven to have that train of thought. And let's be real, especially for black men in America, because of the things that we have to overcome inherently, that grind culture sometimes can be even more present, right? So yeah. he's a he's a product yeah. of his environment, which I am hoping that that means he can change, right? It's not yeah. that that's who he is it's that that's the only thing that he has known and now he has to because once when he you know got the powers and got successful and stuff he was removed from the reality that his brother had of like living real life and like struggling Mm -hmm. and you know all those experiences and stuff he lived off in a bubble world so now that he's forced out of that because he doesn't have that you know success anymore now he's like trying to relate to people in the real world without understand like understanding you know their perspectives and where they're coming from right so. right i mean because he, he's not the fastest anymore and i think everybody everybody in the tower knows and he's he knows he's not the fastest and then the doctor says look if you run again you could die like, <laughs> that's that so at least he did say he's off the drugs. He's not on the drugs anymore. Mm-hmm. But, like, he could die the next time he runs. and Which is how I think we're going to wrap up his storyline because any excuse that this show has for making a person explode into viscera, it uses. I, you know, I, I know. actually agree with you. I think <laughs> I think in what is will be the final confrontation with Homelander or whatever, he's going to, like, use his speed to like sacrifice himself to like do something good like selfless for other people for once and then kind of go out at least on like a good note that would yeah, be my I, guess I, I, you know I mean what? he I has agree. to I die think, also too because he killed you. Huey's girlfriend so he has to die yeah, yeah. before the show I, I, I agree with you I think he's going to actually make a real he's going to make that change but especially because <laughs> Homelander has been like being really mean to him <laughs> yeah, homie turned. Yeah. Yo, all right. So I ain't going front. He hit me with something that my older cousin did one time. <laughs> he was like, "What you say? Say it again. Like, say, <laughs> say it one more time. You know when you be like, you be like, yeah. And then and they're like, what? It's like, oh, nothing. Nah, I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> yo, he can't. Yo, he rolled back. A, it, 
part of me was like, yo, man, come on. Yeah, put your foot down. Don't let him do you like this. Come on, man. You a train, but then I was like, you also a sucker. So you know, (laughs) you also a sucker. Especially when he put him in that chokehold or headlock. Yeah, you know, I'm like sitting up going, I would never sell my soul to a corporation on that level. You know, (laughs) and my big thing though is I would be vlogging all the time. Yeah, exactly. All the time. Could I'd be, be a like, body cam. Yeah, what's up? Yep. What's going on? Blah, 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 blah. And yeah. people got to see, like, on me would be the camera so that people would see what kind of person Homelander was. And I'd be like, man, mm. you are a jerk. What you say? I said you was a jerk. And then when he popped my head like a freaking, like a pimple on my <laughs> vlog, I would have the last laugh. Because right. I am willing to die for spite. Uh, so, but yeah, I think um, I think you're right. Since the since the doctor came out and said if you run one more time, you could die. I think that's gonna be the the next time he runs will be to like save someone or stop Homelander from doing something, or it's gonna be like a valiant. I think I think he actually might might turn. He he'll look at the man in the mirror, a, a long hard look, and hopefully between that and uh, Malcolm Barrett's character. <laughs> being like, man, come on, man, you 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 don't care about Africa, like like <laughs> between him, his brother, and Malcolm Bear's character, you know, look taking a real deep look at himself and being like, you know what, I'm a fraud, like I mean, not that I I'm not a hero like a uh, super speed like I have that, but I'm a fraud, and then maybe maybe change it, maybe you know what, maybe change. It. Yeah, but this is also <laughs> a story from an Irish writer that didn't grow up in the United States. So his change will last about 42 seconds before he's off the show permanently in a... Um, Garth is not running the show. Huh? <laughs> Garth is not running the show. Still, they're not... I, I don't see Amazon... Be hope. Eric Kripke far. is the developer. He developed they've, the show. They've already like changed so many characters. Like Nadia's character was is a, is a man in the comics. Like There's a lot of changes that they've made that I know for a fact that Ennis would be like, no. So, well, <laughs> I'm going to take some like, time to no. jump on your hope train, but um, my hope train is in the station when it comes to this particular point. Uh, um, yeah, because again... He's going he's to change, man. He's going he's gonna to be whack for a long time, but I think he'll change. I think he'll change. Yeah, because I mean, it's interesting because I first saw this actor on Survivor's Remorse. You know, the show that's oh, absolutely man. not about LeBron James. And um, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you're playing this guy again. All right. You're pretty good at playing this guy. All right, cool. Um, but when it comes down to it, I'm just kind of going. I'm one of the last people on Earth to say that somebody sold out. You know, I'm like, but there there is a level like I don't believe that anyone from the disenfranchised sectors of American culture automatically sell out when they succeed because succeeding in itself takes a lot of compromise. There is a point before selling out where you buy in and, um, and you could really see where all of the seven sold out. You know, Um, I really like, I really liked how Starlight and Maeve, talks about the last time they actually saved someone you know because yeah, that was all their heroics, yeah all their heroics are staged and um 
you know, when, when Starlight and Huey had the conversation shortly after the bowling alley and she's like, I can't even remember the last time I saved someone, you know, and Homelander has that birthday save, but that's really about it. Well, <laughs> you know? Quotation of the save. <laughs> but so, uh, with that said, guys, we know we, we've been out here long. We've been out here for a minute. I apologize for, you know, look, when you're fighting with Vaught, you just one man by himself, it's not easy. Right? But I'm still, <laughs> look, still, I'm still going to work hard to, you know, combat those problems. Um, <laughs> I'm going to throw it to Solar Gray. Uh, where can they find you? Honestly, they can find me in 15 minutes Ooh. over at twitch.tv slash BID underscore P or right. on my YouTube channel, Solar Gray. Um, today we're talking about more game stuff and more, um, more tools on writing your own stories and creating characters within stories, either for RPGs, um, and of course, RPG culture, comic culture, and a whole bunch of nerd stuff. You were actually the inspiration for today's episode with our conversation the other day. So, oh, oh okay, um, okay, yeah. So, All right, so, so okay, I got an idea. Tune right. in in about 15 20 minutes at twitch.tv. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> who, who was that? All right, I just got a new follower, so that's all cool. Yeah, so come on down to twitch.tv. BID underscore P, and uh, yeah, we'll see you in a few minutes. Cool. All right, Nate, uh, you can find me uh, everywhere, all the social medias at dog like Nate, dog with two G's. Yeah, yeah. So, NERD, SOUL, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, podcast, all that jazz, everything. Look, hit the like button. If you want to fight against Vaughn, you know what I'm saying? Subscribe. Share this, all right? Because they try to hold me down, all right? They try to stop me, all right? Edgar, all of them, you know, Homelander, all of them, they trying to stop me. But you, all right, you can be the change. Be the change you want to see in the world. Subscribe. If you don't subscribe, just really think about it real hard and maybe subscribe <laughs> later. I mean, come on, man. Come on. You ain't doing that. You're sitting on the couch, just chilling, watching TV. Subscribe. You know, I have to say <laughs> that I like that notion. I would even subscribe to your point of view. Yes, I do. I believe I will, you know, I think I will. <laughs> I, I think I follow your logic. You know, so <laughs> why thank you? Subtle. Yes, why, yes. why thank you? <laughs> All right. So, guys, we're going to leave y'all with uh, some dope beats, some black comics. Until next time, shouts out to Blurdish for uh, helping out the, the kids get their literacy on with a whole bunch of cool comic books. And Changa 2 is out, which is good. And I think that might be all the new stuff that's out right now. So, until next time, which will be. Friday? Y'all stay real. Peace. Mm. Uh. See you guys Much love to all y'all. Thanks, thanks, thanks. You will remain in the past. Can I get a fuck?